You might be right. It's simple, but something you almost never hear in politics today, with each side more concerned about scoring political points than solving problems. I'm Bill Haslam, a Republican. And I'm Phil Bredesen, a Democrat. We're former Tennessee governors, and we invite you to listen to our podcast, You Might Be Right. Join us and guests like Al Gore, Paul Ryan, Judy Woodruff, as we take on important issues facing our country. Listen and subscribe to You Might Be Right, a new podcast from the Baker School at the University of Tennessee. In a fast-paced world, every day brings new challenges and new opportunities. At Strayer University, we know a thing or two about getting and staying ahead of change. For over 130 years, we've been providing students like you with innovative tools and customized support. So you can find your way forward and always keep striving. Visit Strayer.edu to learn more. Strayer University is certified to operate in Virginia by CHEV and has many campuses, including at 2121 15th Street North in Arlington, Virginia. Let the word go forth. Fool me once. Are you fired up? I'm not a crook. Are you ready to go? Shame on, shame on you. It's Abe Lincoln's Top Hat, hosted by Ben Kissel. Boom, we can't get fooled again. Hey, what's up, everyone? How you doing? Ben Kissel here, hanging out with Travis Irvine. Hello, Ben. He's escaped his niece's closet, and now he's Barely. in beautiful Ohio. Barely. I was covered by stickers, but yes. <laughs> I believe it. Fernando is also with us. Hi, Ben. Hi, Travis. All right. It's great to be with you guys today. We have a lot to talk about. We're going to discuss Liberty University, Jerry Falwell. It was his brainchild, and dare I say, his actual child is a complete and utter pervert. That's Jerry Falwell Jr., Oh. I believe he was caught jerking off or doing something like that. Anyway, there's a scandal about that school that I want to talk about. Shed a little bit of light on the hypocrisy of Liberty University, a university that is pretty mainstream now. They got a football team. Everyone kind of knows about Liberty University. But do they know the true story of Liberty, Jerry Falwell and the evangelical roots? I do not think so. And those roots are now blossoming into a massive sex scandal because, believe it or not, they do a bit of the old victim blaming mm. when it comes to sexual assault. We'll also discuss a little bit about what's going on in space. But before we do all of that, <laughs> we have so many updates today. The first update. Oh, my God. Did we call it or what? We called we it. We called it. Chris Cuomo. He's suspended indefinitely. Zucker. He sucker punched him and he said, Cuomo, get out. Cuomo is no mo. Yeah, you know. What did what else did you expect, Ben? What else? I expected them to do nothing. Yeah, I I expected Chris Cuomo to still be their number one show. And of course, because it is corporate media, his replacement is Anderson Cooper, the (laughs) son of a Vanderbilt. Oh darn it. (laughs) So it doesn't matter. But nonetheless, CNN attempting to save some kind of face and pretending to be some kind of news network has said Chris Cuomo went too far, mm. not when blatantly covering up his brother's sex crimes or the nursing home scandal, which I still think is unbelievably underreported because of ah, 16,000 elderly people died because Andrew Cuomo wanted to play politics with their lives. They didn't cover that at all. But then, of course, Chris Cuomo going the extra mile, admitting on television, I'm not talking about my brother. He's familia. Mm. <laughs> okay, well, then maybe get off the air. Yeah, get a job at Olive Garden. 
Oh, <laughs> I, I they're brothers. They're they're an Italian family. They're brother who I to me it's not a surprise. I'll that he stitch was... on my brother all day if I had a television show. I'll tell you one thing. I'd be recording phone calls. I'd be like, I got the inside source. We're gonna nail this guy to the wall. This is what my brother gets for cutting off the fingers of all of my Batman toys uh, when I was nine. Oh, wow. the revenge is going to be sweet. It, you know, some of us have scruples, Ben, but uh-huh. you, you could just tell that he was more he was more worried about what was happening at the dinner table with his family than he was ever going to be worried about what was said in the newspaper or the New York Times for him. For him, he's above that. He, I think he thinks that he's probably very wealthy. Uh, he, he is he, definitely very so wealthy. He, feels, he doesn't need this job. Exactly. So he feels above this job. So it's more about how is my brother going to look at me you know, two right. years, ten years down the line. Yeah, you don't want to break that sexual tension. <laughs> well, they're a very entitled New York political family, so of course yep. they they avoid accountability at all costs. Whether it's Andrew or Chris or them working together, winning Emmys, I just hope Ben that the handoff between Anderson and Don Lemon is as fun. That's all I want. You know what? I think it's going to be fun. It is going to be fun. They go to the same parties. They have a nice time together. They hang out in the Hamptons. So I can't wait to hear all of the really natural, organic conversations they're going to have. Because you know what it does? Let's me know they're just like us. Uh, Isn't that nice? It's very nice. (laughs) So the attorney general, the reason why uh, Chris Cuomo has been released is because the attorney general's office, again, that's that's Letitia James. You will be hearing her name more. She's running. She is running. She wants to be governor so bad. She's already unseated one. And now she wants to do it in a more democratic way. Not that her results were flawed. The attorney general's office released more than 10,000 documents as part of the investigation into the sexual misconduct allegations against Governor Cuomo. And then that's where they found Chris Cuomo had actively aided and abetted his brother and also I don't know. Again, as I mentioned on earlier uh, on the earlier episode this week, he also went out and attempted to attack some of the people who Mm -hmm. said that they were uncomfortable with his brother's activities. Anyway, that's an update on CNN. When you turn the channel to hear the real news coming from Chris Cuomo, it's from an undisclosed location right here on one, two, three Simpson Avenue in Austin, (laughs) Texas. When you tune in and you don't see him. That's why. But don't feel too bad for him, because as Travis said, uh, he is freaking loaded and there was really no reason why he had that job in the first place. Absolutely. A a disgrace to journalism. I don't even know where he went to journalism school. Oh, wait, it says right here he went to Cuomo University. Okay, very good. (laughs) Cuomo University, still better than Liberty University. (laughs) Also, a small update on another total failure, Chris Christie. A small update on a big man, (laughs) the bloviating balloon from the east side. New Jersey, Chris Christie, he wrote a book. Uh. And you know he wrote a book because he was on every damn channel right. that could fit him. Yes. And it was, as <laughs> Travis said before we started recording, he did the, the what is it, the Lincoln, the Lincoln, the Lincoln Project, Project tour. tour. Yeah, he went on Bill Maher, he went on Nicole Wallace, he went to all the Democratic uh, outlets and was like, I'm a rational Republican. Mm-hmm. And then they were mm-hmm. like, ooh, we should uh, uh, sell your book. And then uh, apparently, no one bought it. Nobody <laughs> bought it. His little book, uh, only 2,289 copies rather were sold. So 2,200 copies wow. for a man who spent so much time trying to get us to read the <laughs> random garbles that he wrote down or probably somebody else wrote down for him. And he just yeah. put his stupid name on it. 
what does this mean when it comes to his political future? Because the one thing that we do get is analytical data, Mm -hmm. and the analytical data says that no one gives a flying F what this guy thinks. Absolutely. Well, first of all, Ben, I did buy one of the copies, but it was covered in cheese. So a little hard to read. Um, But you know what? I think this is low hanging fruit, folks, just like his balls when he just like Chris Christie's balls when he would put on his little baseball uniform. (laughs) Absolutely. Also covered in cheese. Oh, but I do think it kind of signals, I don't know, maybe a little bit of a warning to the anti-Trump, the, especially the vocal mm. anti-Trump Republicans. You got Kitzinger's out of a seat and not running. Uh, Liz Cheney, obviously, we're all keeping our eyes on that in Wyoming. Mm. But yeah, Chris Christie was going around and he was doing that dance. I believe we also saw him on Laura Ingram and he's doing that dance with like, I supported the president before everyone else did. And then I denounced him before everyone else did. And it's kind of like. You can't have it both ways. Right. So, yeah, I think this is almost kind of like a a flailing of sorts from the anti-Trump wing and the Republicans, which, again, I don't think it bodes well for 2022. So I'm sitting across right now from a New York Times bestselling author. Mm-hmm. One, uh, one, one of very, three. I wrote jokes it, it, in that. You still, you're still <laughs> and then on Brooke the list. Rogers basically wrote everything else. You're still on the list, Ben. Ben contributed the cheese to the book. <laughs> yes, also, I gave the cheese. Yes, I wrote that book at Skinny Dennis, by the way, in Williamsburg, Brooklyn. <laughs> what advice? Peanuts. What advice would you give Mr. Cuomo so he can sell more than uh, two thousand copies? Mr. Christie, uh, um, sorry, Christie. I would sorry. give Mr. Christie advice. Uh, don't lie like a stuffed pig (laughs) and maybe at some point someone will believe you the name of the book republican rescue saving the party from truth deniers conspiracy theorists and the dangerous policies of joe biden going to push back a little bit on you mr irvine i believe that this shows that if you have to take a freaking side Because if you look at what's Mm. happening right now, obviously this book, Mm. he was probably working on it before Virginia, before Yunkin came in and uh, and beat McAuliffe. That signaled to me that the Republican Party, does it need a, I mean, okay, again, we're talking politics here. Does it need a rescue? Is Chris Christie that man that's going to rescue the Republican Party? Mm. Or is Chris Christie, because Yunkin ran a campaign that was uh, to say that he kept Trump's He kept Trump at arm's length, but he really focused on the issues. He focused on parents. He focused on schools. Those things that McAuliffe kind of dropped the ball on in the debate. A couple of gaffes that were just like, wow, buddy, that could fit on a bumper sticker. Congratulations. (laughs) You just lost a huge swath of support in the suburbs, which is what you need if you want to win in Virginia. So I think this shows that if you do want to do the fine dance of defending the Lauren Boberts of the world, which is what Chris Christie did on CNN, because uh, he, they played a clip of Lauren Boebert doing her Jihad Squad mm-hmm. joke, which evidently was not a one-off. The one that we played, <laughs> apparently that was baked in. That's her stump speech. That's how dumb we are as a freaking country right now. That is a stump speech that she continues to do. And she talks about the elevator story. All of that's probably made up, by the way. I'm it's sure it's all bullshit. Made up. It I said she was Jerry Seinfeld. Up. I yes. said it. <laughs> so that is a stump speech. That's a stand-up set that she does. But his his answer to that, as opposed to saying like, yeah, that's uh, probably that's not right whatsoever. It's, there's no room for that in American politics. And Boebert uh, should be out of the party and uh, she should be demonized for what she's done. Instead, he's flipped it on its head, talked about Ilhan Omar, talking about how she's anti-Jewish because she didn't support the Iron Dome, mm. which, again, cost us billions and right. billions and billions of dollars. And it's not anti-Jewish to disagree with certain Israeli policies. That mm. is a government 
situation that has nothing to do with the people of Israel or the Jewish people of this country. So his defense of Boebert, but then also saying he's going to run if Trump doesn't or even if Trump does. I don't know what the hell he's doing. Mm. This is an example where I think you have to make a stand and say, I'm for this thing. I'm for Bobert or not for Bobert. Mm-hmm. And I don't understand yeah. how it's difficult to say I'm just not for Lauren Bobert, but it just shows you again how the only thing thin on Chris Christie is his spine because he has no backbone whatsoever. And the fact that he didn't stand up against Lauren frickin' Bobert, a freshman yeah. congresswoman, what the hell? I just feel like it actually shows make a stand or get washed away. Absolutely. I'm going to I'm going to accept your pushback. And no, I agree. It's, I think that you have all I think that your point's very valid as well. Well, he tried um, to have it both ways. He tried to present himself mm-hmm. on Nicole Wallace and Bill Maher as an anti-Trumper and a sensible Republican. But then, yes, remember we saw him on Laura Ingram and, and he was kowtowing again to, uh, you know, pointing out that he supported Trump. And yes, if Trump does not run right. in 2024, then he will not run. Um, I absolutely agree. Chris Christie, pick a side. This is just an example of, of flipping, flailing and flatulating all over the place. That's what Chris Christie does. And yep. also his book is full of typos because his fingers are so fat he couldn't type correctly. I just want to get another one in there. I just one more zinger. Good job, buddy. One more (laughs) zinger and of course that's Chris Christie's favorite thing to eat for his dinner. (laughs) Uh, Doesn't doesn't mind a zinger. Although I'm going to say the zinger quality it's gone downhill. Really? The candy. Hmm. Yeah. I don't know what happened. They changed it. They changed the flavor. It's not as good. Hmm. Although if you do want to laugh, look at Chris Christie dumping a small bag of M&M's into the big box of M&M's at the baseball game. You can just Google Chris Christie M&M's and it's it's a delight. Um, that man, if he was on vaudeville, would have been really, really funny. All right. So that's that. Chris Christie. No one buys his book. No one cares what he says. And you have to wonder, does he know that people like watch him on other channels because mm-hmm. as Travis alluded to, he's a different man on CNN, right. a different man on yeah. MSNBC, a different man on Fox, a different man on every damn show he goes on. Which he's a different the guy on. He's a different guy in Food Network as well, Ben. <laughs> he's eating all the food. I just want one more zinger. There you go, one more zinger. Of course, that's what Chris Christie eats for dinner. Very nice. <laughs> okay. Also, on a slightly more serious note, we don't know the answer to this yet. It looks like the Supreme Court, however is showing willingness to uphold an abortion ban. This is in Mississippi. This is an extremely strict ban. I believe the strictest in the country. And it would ban most abortions after 15 weeks. So, again, people might want to hear the words, Roe v. Wade is overturned. It doesn't matter. If it's gutted, it's dead. Mm -hmm. And that's exactly what uh, this is intended to do. So we'll keep you updated. We don't know what the Supreme Court decision is on that. But again, why did so many evangelicals hold their nose and vote for Trump? Three frickin' Supreme Court justices in four frickin' years. The only thing that that, I mean, Mm -hmm. we talk about legacy of a president and it's not, you don't get, it's a finite amount of time in office. Right. But the thing that lasts forever is the Supreme Court. And so we're going to see exactly what happens as um, three of the nine justices have been touched by Trump. Ugh. And it wasn't even just Trump. Remember how hard Mitch McConnell fought Obama? 
to make uh you know to choose a supreme court justice he would he refused to let obama in his last year of term you know choose it so it's yep. it's systematic they knew garland, they Mer knew what they were doing yep merrick garland of course now the uh the ad um ag so, ag i'm sorry not ad my god my goodness yeah merrick garland the ag so he's doing fine i guess as hmm. well but i think he would have been a fine supreme court justice right. and it seems yeah. as if um yeah the politics that play for obama's final term I don't know. I, you know, I've heard, I've talked to some people who are like, well, his hands were tied. And then I've heard other people be like, well, he could have kind of like done it in a more, uh, nah, kind of nefarious shoehorned way. Mm -hmm. I just wish he would have gotten it done. Right. Get it <laughs> well, done for the future, for, you know, for the integrity of democracy. It is what it is. He's got, he's got to do his podcasts and he's got to deal, I think, with Netflix now. So he's busy. But anyway, speaking of being touched by Trump, uh, we're also learning a little bit from the Ghislaine Maxwell trial. And uh, there was a 14 year old, uh, she calls herself a quote, sex slave which I believe to be true, 14 years old. Apparently she met Trump at Mar-a-Lago. Yikes. Can you imagine that? I mean, maybe, you know, there is, a, there is a hell on earth. And I do think it is Trump being in exile. We'll see. After 2024, I think it's officially going to be over. I just really do. And then he just spends all of his time in the house where he raped a bunch of children. Ugh. And he's going to be haunted Almost like the woman who, uh, the, the Remington woman, the woman who comes from the Remington hunting family, the gun manufacturer, she was totally, she says that all of the people that were killed by the Remington gun haunted her for oh, the rest wow, of her days. I believe it. And then she built this house and rooms go nowhere. Mm -hmm. And it's just like, she lost her freaking mind. I could just see Trump slowly, but surely as you get older, the delusions become more real. You start to mm -hmm. see the 14 year old girl. Why, Donald? Why? I didn't know. Oh, man. He's going to go eat a bunch of eggs. <laughs> That's the perfect place for him to be. He needs to slowly die in Mar-a-Lago, Florida. Wow. In the yeah. confines of where he did God knows what with a whole series of underage people. And of course, again, the irony is the deflection that Donald Trump, mm -hmm. many of QAnon and some of the supporters, the pedophiles, the pedophile government. Yeah, there are pedophiles in government. And for four years, uh, we had one. And of course, now <laughs> I don't know what we have, but <laughs> it is interesting um, just knowing that they were the ones who were complicit in power and obsession with just, you know, just getting away with it. Mm -hmm. And he thought he was going to get away with it forever. But now, obviously, with the Ghislaine Maxwell trial in full swing, we are going to be hearing a lot about what happened uh, those days. How do you think this computes for like a QAnon believer that, you know, truly believes that they were harvesting? Well, a QAnon believes that he was there as an undercover yeah. agent. So then so there's court, you know, some there's a 14 year old claiming that she was basically she was involved with Trump. How, how do you think how what mental gymnastics? Are they going to be able to pull off for this? Or I mean, it's just easy when you just like, I don't blame them. Then you just move on. Then you just move on. It's yeah. just that easy, I think. Maxwell's first accuser, uh, she's appearing under the pseudonym Jane. 
Mm. Uh, she took the stand uh, this afternoon. This was yesterday, so around the first of December. Uh, she is now fifty, or Galen rather is now fifty fifty nine years old, and of course she faces six charges of sexual abuse and trafficking over her alleged role in the Epstein sexual pyramid scheme. So we're going to continue to find out who was on these planes, and and again, just because I, I Chris Tucker. The, the the comedian was on the Epstein plane. I, mm-hmm. I don't want to do the thing where it's like, just because you were on this Epstein, right, you don't right. fucking know. If a billionaire comes up to you and you're a comedian and they're like, come to this island, I got a private plane. I'd be like, can I? Okay. Uh, do you want me to wear my coconut bra? Sure. <laughs> I don't know if anyone, you know, you don't want right. to in, infer that people knew that something as disgusting as child sexual assault was going on. So, But it is interesting to, you know, it is interesting the swath of of uh, friendships that someone like a Jeffrey Epstein had from Chris Tucker, a comedian all the way up again to Bill Clinton, Donald Trump, you know, so on and so forth. Yes. Just to showing the spider web of connections and how involved everybody is with each other. And I agree with Ben, uh, just because someone was on the plane doesn't make them a, a pedophile, but this is, this is the kind of things we have to pay attention to who's involved in the actual court cases, who is named as an actual, you know, accused, who's named as an actual defendant. Yeah. And uh, so this isn't, this, this isn't just Trump being on the plane. This is someone saying, I met Trump for the purposes of sex. And again, if you want to see Trump just hanging out with a bunch of naked uh, teenagers, there's video. Yeah. American pageants. It's disgusting. And apparently that's what this 14 year old girl, again, going by the name Jane, I guess that's why she was at Mar-a-Lago because it was a Trump-sponsored beauty pageant. Oh. It's just so gross. What man? We're men, right? We're men. Mm. We're men. What, what day do you wake up and you're like, today I'm going to organize a beauty pageant? Uh, what, like what? Who? What is happening? Right. It, Especially it reminds, with underage people. It reminds me of a Jared from Subway. Remember, he had a specific charity for fat kids that he would you know later take advantage of you know that please overweight young achievers i'm sorry i stand corrected and jared uh does not care well what you know jared does not care he calls him uh fresh meat which is ironic because he worked for subway Mm -hmm. um but that's what it reminds me of because trump setting that thing up it's like yes of course you're involved you know not only is it just disgusting, like you mentioned, Ben? But it's so blatant. It's like, yeah, yeah. if you're a QAnon person, it was, what, he was undercover. Is that really what they believe? That's what they say. But again, oh. I don't even know what the Q verse is <sighs> anymore. Um, obviously, there's still going to be diehards, but I don't know. Ugh. I'm not sure how they're going to square that circle. It's like an under. Or, yeah. And yeah, it's exactly. How are they going to make that fit into that hole? It's a, like an undercover oh cop. You know, they're giving him the, the like, he's allowed to do drugs. He's allowed to break crimes just to stop the real bad guys. It's like, no, no, the, no, he's he's a pedophile. He's he's doing pedophile stuff. Oh, yes. Yes, mm-hmm. indeed. And of course, uh, Donald Trump, he was the uh, he he owned the Miss USA contest Ugh. from 1996 to 2015. I wonder why you had to stop. Uh, right. <laughs> and of course, we'll find out more about Prince Andrew and Kevin Spacey and Bill Clinton and all these people. Uh, this is a coming from Lawrence Vysosky. Vysosky. Uh Lawrence Vysosky, He was the uh, he was the captain of the plane. Mm. So God knows what he saw. Right. Talk about like uh, what was that show on HBO? The Taxi Cab Confessions. <laughs> oh yeah. 
Airplane confessions. Oh, no. Oh, goodness. And they're all drunk, and they're up in the air. They're all crazy. Yeah. Anyway, so we'll keep you up to date as we find out, as we find out more about what this man knew. And, of course, as we hear uh, more from the victims, 14 years old, man. And when I was 14, I... You know, I was I was doing my drinking and stuff like that. But, you know, you're still just you're just such a baby. And uh, it's just really sad. Can you remember a time when you thought someone you disagreed with might actually be right? In the new podcast, You Might Be Right, former Tennessee governors Bill Haslam and Phil Bredesen pose that question to guests like Paul Ryan, Al Gore and Judy Woodruff. Come for the stories. Stay for the substance and expert insights into some of the most challenging issues facing the country including affordable housing, crime, and education. Listen to You Might Be Right, a new podcast from the Baker School at the University of Tennessee, available wherever you get your podcasts. Want the same expert advice you get from the pros in the store while shopping online at DiscountTire.com? Meet Treadwell, your personal online tire guide that matches you with the perfect tire for your vehicle. Get your best match in one minute or less with Treadwell by Discount Tire. Anyway, all right. Also, just lastly on uh, on the Donnie here, apparently he met with us. Uh, so he, he tested positive for COVID, right? But then he doesn't care. You know, I, I, I pet peeve of mine, and I think a pet peeve of many people, mm-hmm. is when you use other people for your own political gain as political pawns. And mm-hmm. really, no one did it better than Donnie Trump. I mean, hell, it was the first time when he gave Rush Limbaugh, not that Limbaugh was a pawn, <laughs> Uh, but when he gave him, what was it, the the Medal of Freedom yeah, <laughs> during the State of, of the Union? And then he yeah. had a whole series. Like, he helped out, like, four people. And then he was like, and there you are, Bob. You were there. <laughs> um, apparently, Trump tested positive for COVID a day before meeting with Gold Star families. Oof. And you would think just out of courtesy. And you'd just be like, you know what, guys? I love you. But let's just not meet today. Uh, he didn't care wow. if he ended up getting no. them all ill and sick. Uh, you know, just stuff like that that just shows a total disregard for just anybody other than himself. And it's just really s- stupid and sad and disgusting. And again, we will find out more about what Donald Trump did with Epstein as Ghislaine Maxwell's trial continues. Do you guys think she's going to take the stand? Yeesh, I have no idea. Um, I do wonder if this is going to get back to, you know. Uh, our Ohio-based billionaire, Les Wexner, which... Oh, yes. Um, right, our, our friend uh, Bob Fitrakis, investigative reporter, pointed out in that documentary about Jeffrey Epstein on Netflix. Um, you know, that's, Les Wexner was Jeffrey Epstein's only uh, client when Jeffrey Epstein was a stockbroker or, or, uh, or right. whatever. So, yeah, you got to wonder how far this is going to go. I mean, Bill Richardson in New Mexico. That's right. So it's not just oh, yeah. big dogs like Trump and Clinton and, and you know, Hollywood celebrities. It's like state by state. Yeah. Oddly enough, Mr. Epstein had um, very powerful friends all over the world. Yeah. And I'm, Chris Tucker. I'm scared to to hear more of the stories of these women and people that were, you know, abused. They were sex slaves. You know, there's going to come out, uh, you know, abortions and really gross stuff is going to have to come out of the woodwork. Oh, and, I'm sure. And, of course. You know, how are, again, you know, when it comes to abortion, um, Donald Trump has financed more than anyone could ever imagine. And um, and that, again, is the irony of his exactly, political campaign exactly. and the three justices that he put on the Supreme Court. I guess he doesn't want to afford other people the same rights that he had. 
It, because remember, the making abortion illegal doesn't magically stop them. It just means women are going to start dying from them mm -hmm. because it doesn't stop. But people are not going to stop needing abortions. There you go. Right. All right. Well, let's uh, let's move on. You know this uh, Omicron, Omni, Omicron, 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 Omicron. Cool. Fifteenth <laughs> letter of the alphabet, Ben. But uh, Fernando, um, also Fernando, brought to my attention. Almost one in 10 children are sexually assaulted. So, we, you know, it's just a very important thing that we talk about that. 7.5%. Right. That's what they say in the in the most recent data. Ugh. It's just like, no. that's way, way too high. 0% would be nice. But with Omicron, Omicron? Omicron. Omicron? There we go. Omicron. Don't you call my mother that. <laughs> um, apparently, it skips two Greek letters. But why is that, Fernando? <laughs> well, uh, the what is it? The 13th letter would be new. So mm -hmm. NU. So the new variant would have been confusing to the news. You can't put that on a Chiron. Mm -hmm. And then the okay. 14th letter of the Greek alphabet is G, okay. which is very similar to Chinese President Xi Jinping. And, uh, you know, I, I, don't, don't, I don't know how that would work with Fox News if you name a virus after a Chinese president when we have to make China happy every day, Ben. I don't know, but that is the true reason. Um, Xi is part of the name of Chinese president, again, Xi Jinping. So they didn't want to go with the Xi variant, which <laughs> this, I mean, sometimes society lines up. Right. And I just, yes. I don't know why everyone is so horrified. Like, we're over here. We're going to be okay. Ugh. And if it's technically the G variant, also it could just be the new variant. And then people can say, oh, and you, and then people can use their brain and be like, oh, I see. But whatever. No, that Greek letter mu is very confusing. And in, in, even in math, in, in college, it was one of the new or new, you know? Well, according yeah, it, to... It, it turns into on. an Abbott and Costello bet. Exactly. Like, true. It's a new variant. Yes. So what's it called? New variant. Yes. What? It continues. It's a great bet. You should check it out. <laughs> I love it. According to Paul Nuki, he's a senior journalist working for The Telegraph. He says the World Health Organization source confirmed the letters new and G of the Greek alphabet had been deliberately avoided. <laughs> new had been skipped to avoid confusion with the word new and G had been skipped to avoid stigmatizing a region. Uh, I don't uh, which care. Which region Xi was that? Is not ben? the region. Which region? The Xi Jinping is—he's killing people <laughs> right. all over the place. It's—it's—it's. It's, it's, why are I'm not scared of Xi Jinping or offending <laughs> Xi Jinping? And the Chinese people deserve a hell of a lot better than Xi Jinping. Right. It's yeah. horrible what they're doing. Muslims, Christians, mm -hmm. Jews. Oh yeah. They're—they're they're eradicating Gays. religion. Gays. Yeah. Anyone that is a, that we don't even think about as marginalized groups. Uh, you know. In, well, I mean, it's there. It there yeah. are we talk about marginalized groups in in certain ways, and obviously mm -hmm. very valid ways. When it comes to China, this shit is like national policy. If you're gay, you get killed. Yeah, no one gives a fuck. Right. It's horrible, and I don't understand why we can't. If it just so happens to line up, synchronicity. <laughs> you know, they didn't feel bad for uh, Corona beers. They didn't feel no. feel bad for Delta Airlines. That's true. <laughs> Why do we got to feel bad for point. Xi Jinping? <laughs> Very good point. Yeah. Martin Kaldorf, he says, news of the new, new variant. <laughs> but World Health Organization is jumping the alphabet to call it Omicron? Omicron? Omicron. Whatever. <laughs> so they can avoid Xi. It's just ridiculous. It's just ridiculous. And anyway, now I just feel now get off my lawn. What do we need <laughs> yeah. license plates for? Why do I need to care? Why do I care where you're from? <laughs> this does make me feel like an old man, though. Right. I mean, this 
cancel culture's out of control, boys. I think that's I what know we, that can, we can all agree on. I, we all agree with that. The good liars, <laughs> as a matter of fact, our good friends Jason and Devram, they were just blocked by uh, Bobert, Lauren Bobert. Uh, and isn't that cancel culture? It's and run amuck. It, it's run amuck. It's run amuck, Lauren. You should do something. Also, Lauren Bobert has said, if you get hung up on, that is also a sign of cancel culture. (laughs) You have to sit there and take the abuse. Oh, my God. If that chick frickin robo called me, I'd be like, what the fuck? What are you doing on? So are you busy Saturday? Did you want to go to the move? I'm lonely. Just start giving her the Greek alphabet. Alpha. Beta. (laughs) I'm an alpha, not a beta. (laughs) Mm, I'm more of a G than a new. <laughs> Ooh. All right. Well, speaking of, uh, well, in a broad sense, women, hmm? mm. Stacey Abrams, Yay. she oh. has launched her campaign for Georgia governor once again. Uh, Stacey Abrams, the Democrat, uh, she came in within striking distance of Kemp. Um, she has been expected for months now to launch a second bid for governor. No other Democrat has entered the race. And I don't I don't know if anyone else will. I think Stacey Abrams has fairly high name mm-hmm. recognition. Mm-hmm. We actually uh, we, we we performed at the same theater mm-hmm. that she was about to perform on, <gasps> which was kind of funny because we show a man taking a liquid dump on stage. <laughs> she <laughs> probably did something a little bit different than that. So we'll see. What do you think this means? Brian Kemp? I mean, the voter purge, all of that was so real. I hate the false equivocation, by the way. Mm -hmm. I've seen people be like, Stacey Abrams is complaining about how Trump said the election was stolen. She was talking about the election being stolen when she ran. And it's like, that's because Brian Kemp was in charge of the voter (laughs) rolls. And he was the one running for governor. So why were so many people purged and not allowed to vote in Georgia? It definitely had a real effect on the outcome. Absolutely. Yeah. Brian Kemp was secretary of state of Georgia when he was running for governor. So absolutely. Not only did he run the voting systems, he was responsible for also counting the votes. And like you mentioned, even under that duress, Stacey Abrams still came very, very close. So then we fast forward to 2020. Stacey Abrams has had her organizations in place to register African-Americans and urban voters. They showed up in droves to turn Georgia blue for the first time, I think, since Jimmy Carter or or probably Bill Clinton, uh, something along those lines. Sure. Nice Southern uh, Democrat. Um, Georgia will go for that. But um, Georgia went blue in 2020. Obviously, the obstacle, like you mentioned, 2021, Brian Kemp and the Republicans have put into place a lot more restrictive Mm -hmm. uh, restrictions on voting itself. I mean, we mentioned the uh, you can't even serve water or food if you're a volunteer to people who are waiting in line, even if it's hours. Absolutely. So needless. So you do have to wonder what effect that's going to have. And also just, you know, again. The constant Trumpers banging the drum, even around uh, Republican secretaries of state, you know, Brian Kemp's replacement is the one that uh, Trump wanted to go find uh, 12,000 extra votes or whatever. So there's going to be a lot happening. I'm just very excited that she's throwing her hat back out there, uh, back into the ring, because I do think that means that she must have some inclination or even some data that. This is not a wasted effort that she still has a very good fighting chance. Well, and also don't forget the uh, exodus Mm -hmm. from the East and West Coast. A lot of people went back home. Right. And a lot of people in uh, from Atlanta, you know, we think of Georgia as more of a rural state, but there are definitely pockets of major metropolitan areas. And then, of course, also rural America is suffering immensely. So it's not as if Brian Kemp has a, you know, a walk in the park when it comes to getting those folks. And then we have the suburban vote. 
And I think, again, a lot of suburban folks are a little bit they're just upset with the mainstreaming mm-hmm. of people like a Lauren Boebert. Mm-hmm. So we'll or, see or in how George's that plays case, out. In George's case, they have uh, Marjorie Taylor Greene. They have Marjorie Taylor Greene. Right. Marjorie, uh, yes, know. Marjorie Taylor Greene. So, right. um, and I love yeah. that she can do sit-ups and pull-ups and everything, but you know, <laughs> so can a lot of people. Right. Yeah, well, check out her squats, Ben. That's what's impressive. Mm, I do mm-hmm. love Especially that. when she squats right over the Constitution and takes a liquid dump. <laughs> <laughs> what what stands out to me is uh to me Stacey Abrams is now a national name. For example, I see ads for her. I live here in California. I see ads for her on my YouTube all the time. I see oh. her beautiful happy face coming and talking about democracy and how it's important to do that we get out and vote. It, literally, I saw her ad yesterday. So oh, even though she's what, running, are those ads for her running or is it for her sexy? erotic novels no it's for i think it's for her running or it's it's for name recognition exactly and so you know she would be the first black governor in georgia she would be the first uh female black woman elected governor in the u.s so there i mean there's a lot of things that really stand out and uh she's a national name she's not just in georgia you know she writes romance novels Uh, she i think i think this is she's in a good spot also, when it comes to books, Stacey Abrams' political thriller novel, Well, Just as Sleeped, it earned the top spot on the New York Times fiction bestseller list. Wow. So she's doing a heck of a lot better than bloviating ball boy, Chris Christie. <laughs> right. Well, Chris Christie does have a, a sex uh, scene in one of the chapters, but it's also covered in cheese. Thank you very oh much. Oh, my I'll goodness. Be over here. Very good. You're really nailing it tonight. <laughs> this, is a, this is why people listen. <laughs> So we'll see what happens there in Georgia. Either way, it's a it's a good thing to have multiple voices, and we need to hear when it comes to voter rights. If I'm Stacey Abrams, make that a key component mm-hmm. because absolutely, if we can't agree that everyone has the right to vote, we can't even start. That is such a keystone of our democratic republic, and it's very bizarre how it's become so mainstream. To just be like, yeah, people get purged from the voter roll, uh, and they right. just say it, and you're like, what? That's wait, what? Hold on a second, right? That is not right. That's not right. That's not right. And keep in mind, it's happening in Republican states all across the country. Even here in Ohio, a state that Trump won by eight points, they're making it harder to vote. They're taking away uh, ballot boxes. They're trying to restrict mm-hmm. mail-in voting. They're trying to do all that. So, <gasps> uh, again. If Stacey Abram is if she's putting her neck out there again, I think she must have she must know something we don't. I think she knows she's got a real shot. And hey, honestly, those erotic novels, that's gonna bring in your suburb female voter. All right. Absolutely. They they, they like that, that steamy content. I remember watching Gales read uh, Fifty Shades of Grey on the subway, sitting there with their legs crossed, because, you know, I know a lot about women. They can orgasm that way. <laughs> well, you know, there is nothing in the Georgia law that says I can't read a Stacey Abram novel while waiting to vote. So there you go. Get ready, everybody. Not yet. Vote Not hard. Yet. You just gave me the idea now, Fernando. Brian Kemp listens to our podcast. Oh, I'm sure he does. Is America's primary system working? Is the Electoral College still the best process for electing a president? Could a third-party candidate ever be successful? In a new season of You Might Be Right, former Tennessee governors Bill Haslam and Phil Bredesen gather the country's top experts to explore these issues and more as we approach the 2024 presidential election. Listen to You Might Be Right, a new podcast from the Baker School at the University of Tennessee, available now wherever you get your podcasts. 
Want the same expert advice you get from the pros in the store while shopping online at DiscountTire.com? Meet Treadwell, your personal online tire guide that matches you with the perfect tire for your vehicle. Get your best match in one minute or less with Treadwell by Discount Tire. All right. Well, just lastly, I want to talk about this uh, story. It's coming in from uh, the Dispatch French Press. It's not just coffee. Mm. It's also journalism. Uh, the name of the article, this is written by David French. And the reason why I'm reading a David French article, for those that don't know, David French, he's a conservative. Uh, he actually worked at National Review with our friend Kat Timp. I give him some credit for at least standing up for his um, Christian conservative principles, mm-hmm. because most people uh, in that of that ilk have not done that uh, the past few years. And it's been interesting to see how the people that you know, we're so um, steadfast on certain religious values. We're just eh, fine with sort of letting some go in order for political gain. But this is an interesting article. It's a story about Elizabeth Axley. Apparently, she was uh, sexually assaulted at an off-campus party. Uh, and the problem is, and and this is, you know, this isn't just her saying this, right? Uh, she went to the campus police. They took her to the hospital. A nurse documented 15 bruises, Ugh. welts, lacerations on her arm, face, and torso. Axley went to her RA. That's the person who was in charge of the dorm mm-hmm. on each floor. Everywhere. You want to get, you want to be friends with the RA. Then he spoke a right. little bit of weed. Yeah. The RA urged her not to report the incident which is, of course, not the right thing for that RA to do. Um, and then he also said, Axley, again, the woman, Elizabeth Axley, the victim of this sexual assault, he accused her of violating, quote, the Liberty Way. Ugh. The Liberty Way is uh, is uh, no drinking, uh, no partying, no sex. So just talk about whoop, going back in a time machine to 1873, right here in 2021, because she got drunk, because she was at a party. What were you doing out so late? This mm. RA just read the manual on how not to handle a mm. sexual assault. Again, one with documentation of 15 bruises, welts, lacerations on her arm, face, and torso. She had pictures Um, Of course, the young man denied any wrongdoing. This was one man that she said did it, but she had supporting evidence. And uh, Liberty's response was, as David French says, deeply disturbing. Uh, She went out and she looked at the case file. She said the pictures of the wound, this is Axley. So she went and looked at the case file that the Liberty, that mm. Liberty University had created when it comes to the complaint of sexual assault. Of course, a valid complaint to say the least. They had removed video. They had re- they had removed all the pictures, rather, um, of that, that were taken at the hospital. Of again, the fifteen lacerations and fifteen bruises and lacerations and welts and all that. They they got rid of those images because quote they were too explicit. Mm. So because they got rid of the images that proved that this woman was violently sexually assaulted. Because they were too explicit, now she doesn't have a case because they got rid of the images because they were too explicit. This is so disgusting. Um, Ultimately, the the university ruled that the accused student was, quote, not responsible for the rape. Um, The decision letter had some rather stark omissions, including, quote, the text messages from friends that weekend expressing concern about what had taken place. And again, the photographs of her bruises and cuts. 
So friends were like, yo, dude, I, let's yeah. let's let's call him. We'll call him Glorble because mm-hmm. I don't even want to say anybody's huge name. So Glorble, um, he commits this crime. Everyone's like, dude, what the fuck, man? That shit was crazy. What's happening? We have all these text messages, which don't just happen organically. Right. It tends to be indication. Uh, it, it tends to be indicative that there was a crime that took place. We have all of those text messages omitted from the official report and the pictures from the hospital that correspond and correlate with what uh, with what uh, Miss Axley had said took place. So Liberty University, I mean, what a it's just a freaking shit show. Of course, Jerry Falwell Jr. He had to step down, but the Falwell fingers are all over that university. And of course, for those that don't know Jerry Falwell, one of the most corrupt air quotes, Christian grifters of all time. And of right. course, his son, if you thought Jerry Falwell was bad, Jerry Falwell Jr. is even worse. So Axley's story goes much deeper than the brief summary above, because apparently after the after the rape, she attempted suicide. Um, the young man briefly sued her before what? they entered into a settlement agreement. And again, this alleged rape happened in 2017. So uh, it, it it is just horrible. Um, and of course, Jerry Falwell Jr., he was one of the first and most prominent evangelical supporters of Donald Trump. Almost like, again, as we talked about with Epstein, birds of a feather flock together. So I just want people to know about that story because it's it's a it's just it's indicative of. You know, these institutions that pretend to be holier than thou. Mm-hmm. Right. Why do they have to pretend to be holier than thou? Perhaps they're trying to cover something up. Right. I mean, Liberty University is about as real as Trump University. I mean, it's like you said, Falwell, Trump, these men starting universities at all um, is is sacrilegious, I would say. Uh, it goes against Everything I think of when I think of a, a secular university in America, just teaching people what's right. But more importantly, man, you know, I hear stories like this and you just hope the victims get some kind of justice, you know, whether mm-hmm. it's the Epstein victims or these folks at, at Liberty University. You know, it, like you mentioned, Jerry Falwell Jr., sometimes there is at least a poetic justice. He did have to step down. It was a sex scandal involving a pool boy. I believe the pool boy was allowed to have sex with Jerry Falwell's wife in front of him. Yeah, he uh, posted provocative photos on social media. His wife, Becky, had an affair with a pool boy. Uh, the Falwells had met on vacation. It was all approved by him, yeah. So he's, he's cucking yeah. out. He was cucking out a little bit. So again, you know, these people are hypocrites. They're disgusting. And I just hope the victims some, get some type of justice. So I'm, I'm glad we're shedding light on this story, at least. Also, when it comes to Becky Falwell, apparently a student alleged that she sexually exploited him. Uh, In the Falwell home. Oh, I believe God, it. these I people are it. fucking disgusting. Uh, this is the family from Get Out. No. It's a horror movie. The university then sued Falwell for more than $10 million, claiming that Falwell withheld key information from the school while he negotiated the terms of his severance agreement, including, again, the fact that it, it, Becky had people be like, yeah, dude, I went over to her house. Like, you know, like Stacy's mom has got it going on. Like, mm. Becky is a bitch. And she's really gross, man. It was really gross, dude. She gave me a bunch of white claws and stuff. It's oh, horrible. No. Becky! 
Yeah. It's systematic, you know, it's systemic. Yeah, there's a what's happening right now in San Francisco with the Oakland High School walkout protesting the how the administration is handling sexual assault cases there. So it's obvious that there needs to be a lot of re-education, especially in our education system. Just better training maybe on how to how to help this, this victims, like, how to Yes, yes, sure. You, I guess I, you know, yes, yes. Because these people technically were educators, right? You know, they, they, unless this was their first education job. Well, this isn't again, this the story about Miss Axley, that's kind of the one that that has um got people talking about this but apparently in july a dozen women filed a federal lawsuit against liberty alleging that the school systemically mishandled allegations of sexual harassment and assault and created quote an unsafe campus environment again this is all done in the name of god and jesus which is i don't remember any of this stuff in the bible well actually actually, probably half of the bible is probably about that but (laughs) this is um This is according to the claim. Liberty University has created an unsafe campus environment in three key ways. The creation and weaponization of a student honor code called, quote, the Liberty Way that makes it difficult or impossible for students to report sexual violence. Number two. The promotion of a tactic by widely observed policy that condones sexual violence, especially by male student athletes and... Number three, the public and repeated retaliation against women mm-hmm. who reported victimization. Three students, including Axley, recalled being made to sign forms acknowledging possible violations of the Liberty Way after they sought to file complaints oh, wow. about sexual assault. Others say they were also warned against reporting because of what can happen to them. Students say that Liberty University police officers discouraged victims from pursuing charges after reported after reporting rather assaults wow it's so nasty it is a horror movie Mm -hmm. it's like when you see the cop at the end and you're like oh my god finally we're saved right and the cop brings you right Mm. back to the texas chainsaw massacre house right Oh, my God. I mean, again, it's not a real place. It's just like Trump University. Shut it down. Trump University wasn't a physical location, obviously, but Liberty University, it should not be a real college. Nope. It is it is a scam from the beginning, and you can see it out here. And I would like to point out a couple of things. Okay. Um, a, I was an RA at Ohio University. Oh. Um, we were taught to, if that ever happened on our floors or in the buildings or when we were on duty, to take it very seriously. Mm-hmm. Good. Um, you know, we there was an echelon of security that we would report to, so on and so on. So this Liberty Way RA bullshit. It's, it's, it's bullshit. just that. It's just bullshit. And lastly, um, I'll, I'll give kudos where kudos is due. I don't agree with David French on everything, Lord knows, but good yeah. for him for pointing this stuff out because it's time to call out hypocrisy like that, especially if, if you are a Christian conservative. Yeah. And of course, when it comes to the National Review, they did, well, they didn't, they did end up just, you know, kind of kowtowing to the Trump wing of the Republican Party, but they, they tried at first. They fought it, yeah, in 2016. Um, and now, of course, if you look at, where we are as a country national review might as well be they're going to have a show on msnbc soon (laughs) but apparently um as mr french was going through this um this case uh he was told by multiple people that he's just barely scratching the surface uh i guess this is um yeah i guess this is just gonna be i I, this has to be brought to light 
as we figure out what happened with Ghislaine and all that stuff, like this is another one of those systemic institutions that is aiding and abetting a culture of violence. And we just can't have it. Absolutely. The only Republican who should be allowed to have his own university is Chris Christie. And you go there to learn how to make cheese. (laughs) Yeah. It's, it's so crazy, man. And a lot of it again is just hiding in uh, under the guise of, of Christianity. In this case, uh, there was a dude, Ravi Zacharias, Zacharias, whatever. Uh, he was first accused of sexual misconduct, but he just refused to turn over his personal technology for examination. And they're like, okay. And uh, yeah, it, it really is. Um, it really is horrible. And I really hope that Liberty University, I mean, an institution like this is not changing from within. Okay. This right. is, I mean, they're, they, just, they don't know how to, they don't want to. And this entire thing is just indicative of what happens when you um, when you want to put your blinders on because you want to present a certain look to the general public. But in reality, the morality of your house is crumbling. It's like when it's just like every nice family. And then you find out like, what was going on in that house? But this is that on a macro level. Right. Statistically, this is also the most dangerous time. You know, women, 80% of women, according to uh, sexual assault statistics for 2021, 80% of women, uh, female sexual assault victims experience their first sexual assault before the age of 25. So basically, it's in, in college, in high school, in college, when right. when these are, people are being victimized. And so the change has to happen there. Yep. And again, that woman, um, Elizabeth Axley, did everything you're supposed to do exactly, and still, you know, got the short end of the stick. And okay, so I I just wanted to bring light to that and Liberty University for any of those real detectives out there or hardcore journalists. Look into what the hell's going on, because I would as this article goes and read this whole article by David French, he's kind of gets a little religious with it, talking about what Jesus, whatever, he's also a very religious man, but he he brings up a good point. And so I wanted to uh, shed a little bit of light on that story from David French talking about Liberty university. And uh, we'll continue to follow like what comes out of there, because if there is an investigation, God, I can't even imagine, you know, talk about like, it's just, Oh, it's just so gross. Hmm. And don't forget, these people are, um, you know, if they are believers in Jesus, that, yes. that's the whole other, you know, yeah. thing. So now you have somebody like, and I don't know about Elizabeth Axley, so I won't speak about her, but just people who might be very Christian. They might go to Liberty University, a very Christian school. Right. And then all of a sudden you have people telling you in power that you respect that this is God's way. It's okay. Mm-hmm. Don't, you know, let's not, let's not push it. And it just destabilizes your entire life, Why? which, again, is why, uh, you know, suicide rates can be so high um, after people are assaulted. So, all right. Well, that's that and, story. Oh, and no, if Rob, Rob, if you can just take my hilarious Chris Christie joke from earlier about Christie University and plop it right here, that would be great. Thank you. There you go. There's a little insight into our editing process. Rob, no need to do that. The joke really <laughs> It was perfect where it is. Zingers for dinner. All right. What do you think he eats? The pink ones, the the white ones, the black ones? He eats the yellow ones. I, I think. like the yellow I ones. I actually like those. Yeah. I also like the raspberry. Mm. Mm-hmm. But I don't even mm. think those are called zingers. But anyway, again, they've gone downhill, <laughs> which is very mm. unfortunate. So is Chris Christie, especially when he's on the top of the mountain. Yes, he is like a he boulder just rolls right down. He really does. Now, I love that 
Yeah. Chris Christie, whatever political capital he had, mm. I believe it's been completely spent. And I'll just go retire. Uh, what do you do with yeah. your life? What's he do? Does it, what does he do? Chris he, Christie. He does this. He, he does, does. He just does this. Yeah. He goes so he doesn't on, have a job. He goes on Oprah. He goes on whoever. I mean, not Oprah, but you know what he I mean. Did, he went on Oprah. <laughs> She's, she tried to break him. <laughs> not break him, but she tried to like promote him. Also, speaking of Oprah, Dr. Oz, he's he's running for Senate still. Uh, so we'll uh, keep you up to date as that race uh, heats up. Dr. Oz, again, uh, you all know the story, but the only time I met him, he was nice, but he did tell me not to eat breakfast. Which I don't know. And then I, I told people that and they're like, this is the dumbest thing I've ever heard. And right. I'm like, well, I don't know. He's a TV doctor. So that's not good for your blood sugar. I have no it's idea like... what these people say. I don't know. I don't even think he's a doctor. He's not a doctor. I don't know. Dr. Phil, Dr. Oz, they're not doctors. No, well. they're great, great news personalities, aren't they? All right, everyone. Well, thank you so much for listening. We'll be back next week. We'll do another twofer for you. It's two for uh, Tuesday. Uh, it's Wednesday, sir. Well, I'm drunk. Um, <laughs> not yet. I will be in Portland tonight, though, and we'll be in Portland and Eugene, Oregon all weekend. And cannot wait to hang out with you all, Travis. And if I may, Ed Larson and I will be in New York City uh, showing his documentary, How America Killed My Mother, Ooh. at the Pit, Monday, oh, nice. December 6th at 7 p.m. Tickets are on their website, so come check us out. And then Tuesday, December 7th, I will be showing Killer Raccoons 2, Dark Ooh. Christmas in the Dark, at Film Noir Cinema. It's a, a very trauma-heavy joint. That's a great spot there in Brooklyn. 122 yep. Meserol. Tickets available at the door. I love Film Noir. It's awesome. So there fun. is one, I believe there is one seat that is literally behind a pole. Like there's one seat that you can't, but they still sell it. I don't know why they still sell that seat, but anyway. That's the one I'll be sitting in because I've seen the movie 500 (laughs) times. Yeah, exactly. All right, everyone. Thank you so much for supporting the show. Uh, Thanks for all the shout outs on Spotify because people did their number one show. We got got in there in a couple of them, so that's sweet. Okay, everyone. Hail yourselves. We'll talk to you soon. This show is made possible by listeners like you. Thanks to our ad sponsors, you can support our shows by supporting them. For more shows like the one you just listened to, go to lastpodcastnetwork.com. Feel like you got enough to do already? I do. That's why I use Ship Same Day Delivery to keep up with my busy life. They know the snacks I like down to the extra creamy in my peanut butter. I can get deliveries at home, on set, or even when I'm away on vacay. And my personal shopper, Amber, she's got my back. As in, she asks them to check the back if it's not on the shelf. Shipped. Delight in every delivery. Learn more at ship.com slash high. Luxury is meant to be livable. Discover the new leather collection at Ashley with premium quality leather sofas, recliners, and more, all built to last. No matter how many spills, scuffs, or pet-related mishaps come its way, the leather collection at Ashley is made with the durability you need for the whole family. Shop the new leather collection at Ashley and find chairs starting at $499.99 and sofas at $599.99. Ashley, for the love of home.